What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today's episode, I'm going to answer the question, why am I not doing what I know I need to do to see results? Or the other question, why do I want this outcome, but I'm just not motivated to do the work that it takes to achieve said outcome? These are things that are about as human as it gets. And there is a very real reason why we struggle. Like It doesn't seem like it would make sense. Logically, you want something, you do the things to get the thing, right? That's it. That should be the logical way in which goals are achieved, but it's not because we are human. And so there is a very real explanation as to why we oftentimes don't do the things that we know we need to do. And then we sit there and we scratch our heads. We're like, what the hell? I know that I want this result. I know that I want to look better. I know that I want to feel better. I know that I want to get leaner. I know that I want to be healthier, more fit, stronger, whatever it is. I know it. Why am I not doing the things that I know I need to do to get the outcome that I know I want? Frustrating. It's very frustrating. But once you understand it, once you understand the psychology of it, then from a place of awareness and empowerment, you can make a change. But that's the key is just being aware and just knowing is never enough. You have to actually take that information and do something with it. Therein lies the rub. Anyway, before I get into that, we have two winners to announce because last week I did not do a winner announcement since I was away in France on my honeymoon, honeymooning. And uh, so now we have to double up. And the way that you win, for those of you who are new to the show, you leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So if you just pull up the podcast app on your phone, you hit the search button, you type in Mind Over Macros, you tap on the thumbnail, you scroll all the way down until you see ratings and reviews, and then you write a review and you submit, and you are eligible to win a free supplement of your choice from one of our sponsors, Organifi, Cured Nutrition, or Legion Athletics. And between the three, you have a plethora, you have a smorgasbord to choose from. Uh You have a cacophony. I don't know if any of those words actually apply to what I'm saying, but you have a lot of options to choose from. I'm just going to sit here and entertain myself. It's funny. I'm actually recording this episode while I have my Organifi green juice right next to me. So the two winners, since we had to double up this week, the first winner is Tiff underscore Sherill. Tiff underscore Sherill. The title of the review says, must listen. And the review says, one of my favorite podcast channels, great topics and extremely helpful. My favorite cardio jam. It's interesting that you listen while you're doing cardio and then listen to me talk shit about cardio. (laughs) Just kidding. I am not anti-cardio. I am just pro muscle and strength training. But I also enjoy some cardio when it is done appropriately. I'm I am anti 
cardio misinformation and misapplication. Let's say that. And the second winner is Go Bex, Go.bex, I believe. And this is really upsetting because the title of the review gets cut off and I can't even tap on it to see what the full title is. It says, Mom, which is mind over macros, Mom is the podcast equivalent of a green dot, dot, dot. And then it gets cut off. Or maybe this was just like a cruel joke that he played, which would be hilarious, by the way, if this was intentional. But I can't see the rest of the title. It says, Mom is the podcast equivalent of a green. And I am dying to know a green what? The podcast equivalent of a green. I can't even make a conclusion of a a green. What what is green? A green light, a green house, a green. I'm trying to think of words that are green blank. I got nothing. So I would love to to understand. Anyway, the uh or green juice as I am consuming right now. It says every episode is an incredible workout for my mind, leaving me feeling mentally ripped and ready to tackle my health goals. Forget six-pack abs. I'm aiming for six-pack brain cells, thanks to this podcast guru. Mike is the no-nonsense mindset ninja we never knew we needed. The best medicine is a healthy lifestyle, and mind over macros is my daily dose. Highly recommended for anyone seeking a healthier, happier mind, and maybe a few extra laughs along the way. Thank you, Go.Bex. This was a fabulous review. and. Some really good copywriting, which I appreciate as well. I love the analogy and I appreciate it. So Tiff underscore Sherrill and go.bex, please email me, Mike at peakoptimizationperformance.com. And uh, go Bex, please tell me what the I'm the equivalent of a green, what? A green smoothie, a green drink, a green house, a green light, a green turtle. What else is green? It's definitely a green turtle because I am so damn slow to get to the point. And also I went to Maryland and our mascot was a, was testudo turtle was a terrapin. So maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm stretching here trying to make some kind of a connection. Uh, I was trying to use like, you know, you're saying it's a workout for your mind. So I'm thinking maybe like a green juice, a green smoothie. I don't know. Let me know though. And then you can pick a any supplement that you want from one of our sponsors and I will send it your way totally free. And you are eligible to win if you do that next week or this week right now. And then I'll pick another winner as we do every single Wednesday. Uh, if you don't mind, do me a, a huge favor and subscribe and follow wherever you're listening to the podcast. It is truly the best way to help us grow. And I've got some some goals. I'd like to help more people. And that is always the mission. Um, we're very fortunate because in an industry where the industry average of success is in the single digit percentage, it's really, really bad. <laughs> we are fortunate enough to be in the upper 90% of success, meaning that more than nine out of 10 people who join our program achieve their goals and maintain them. Like, so in there, there's like a half or a third of a person's because it's like, 
I don't know, somewhere around 93 to 95% success rate, which means that nine full humans and then like a third of a human or a half of a human will achieve their goals out of 10 humans that join our program. Uh, we're very fortunate to be able to have such an incredible success rate, but it, there, it's a little bit skewed because we are very selective. We don't just accept anyone. It's not just like, all right, well, I, I walk and I talk and I, I breathe so I can join your program. Uh, we're actually pretty selective in who we work with because we know who we best serve. And typically the person that we best serve is somebody who has some experience with training. It's not a brand new individual who's going from like completely no idea what exercise looks like, never had an exercise routine before, uh, somebody who's a bit more advanced and also somebody who has at least a base level understanding of quality nutrition. And usually our clients are individuals who have been dieting for a long time, um, primarily women, although we do work with a good amount of men as well, but I would say we're probably like 80% women, 20% men. And most of the time they've got a long history of trying to lose fat, struggling, uh, you know, lose 10 pounds, gain it back, trying all the fads have gone through the low carb, the whole 30, you know, keto, paleo, all the different things, um, track macros likely, and just feel like nothing has really clicked. Nothing has been sustainable. Nothing has been, uh, the, the final attempt. And then what we do is we create the lifelong approach and that's, you know, so there is a little bit of selection bias there when it comes to our success rate. But anyway, the way that we continue to grow and to continue to help more people is that you spread the love and you share this podcast with more people. Our, our podcast listeners are by far our best clients because they understand the philosophy and they understand kind of what we're all about and who we're for and how it all works. And so um, spreading the love is very much important. And I, as I mentioned on the last episode, uh, we're starting to do an incentive for anybody who joins our coaching program that is a podcast listener. So if you reach out to me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, and you tell me that you're a podcast listener and that you're interested in coaching, uh, we're going to be doing some cool incentives for all of the podcast listeners who want to join. Uh, the nice part about it is number one, it is a certainty given our success rate, that if you're a good fit, you're going to reach your goals. Um, but that's not the best part. The best part is that you're going to know how to do it on your own so that you can sustain your results forever. That's pretty sweet. And then the process of finding out if you're a good fit is pretty straightforward because there's absolutely no downside whatsoever. It's like, imagine that you went to a casino and you're playing blackjack. That's typically, if I go to a casino, I pretty much play exclusively blackjack. Although sometimes I might play some craps or roulette if I am feeling like I just purely want to risk it all. <laughs> um, but imagine if you were playing blackjack and the dealer was like, you can either Win or push. A push is when you tie the dealer and you don't lose money and you don't win money. You just push. So let's say you bet $25 on a hand 
and the dealer has 20 and you have 20, it's a push. You keep your $25, the dealer doesn't take it and you don't get an extra 25. Now, if you win the hand, let's say the dealer has 20 and you get 21, you win $25 bet. So the dealer would give you your $25 back and additional $25. Now imagine, now in in normal blackjack, if you lose the hand, they take your $25. So let's say the dealer had 21 and you had 20, then the dealer takes your $25 and you have to bet another 25 if you want to play again. But imagine in a scenario where you could only push or win. There was no losing. You could only push or win. You would play that all day, every day. Like you would just keep playing until you were filthy rich. And then you would probably still play just because it's literally free money. That's kind of what the process is like for seeing if you're a good fit for coaching. Why? Because there is no losing. You either find out that you're not a good fit, you find out that we can't help you, or you find out some tangible action steps like getting a different perspective. You know, it's really hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. So having somebody read your label and say, here's what we recommend. Here's, here are the action steps that I think would help. Um, or we can say, you know what? We're not the best fit for you. This is what I would recommend instead. So you either push in that case, it's a push. You're, you're no better or worse, right? You just, you find out. And the worst case scenario is, Hey, this is not a good fit. We don't do any high pressure bullshit. It's literally just a casual conversation. Anybody that's been on a consultation call with myself or somebody from my team can attest to the fact that it is the most low pressure environment ever. It is truly like I legitimately don't care one way or the other. The reason why I don't care is because I know that the people who want our help will be the people that enroll in coaching that we can help. When we say, hey, I think this is a really good fit and I'm confident that we can help you. And the individual says, I think this is a really good fit as well. And even though I'm a little bit scared, I'm also excited because I think you can help. Like those people are going to move forward. The people that don't, it's, it's no sweat off my back. It's a personal decision. So it is the least amount of pressure that you could ever imagine. So the worst case scenario is you push. You go in, you get some advice, you get some direction, you know, you get somebody to show a different perspective on your fitness, your nutrition, your health goals, and you walk away with something pretty tangible. So I guess it wouldn't really be a push. It's it's win or win. You either win a little or you win big, right? So, and then the best case scenario is it is a great fit on both sides. We can help and you move forward and you achieve your goals and you never look back. And all of the frustration and all of the stress and all of the years of struggle literally disappear. That's it. Those are the those are the options. It's either a push or a win, uh, or a small win or a big one. So I'll never understand that like hesitation of being, well, I don't even want to find out. It is, it's like, how can you you can't win a hand if you don't put your money in the pot, right? You can't win if you don't play. You can't make a shot that you don't take. Sitting on the sidelines is the worst place to be. Indecision is the worst decision. And it is a decision. So I don't care one way or another if somebody moves forward with coaching. What I do care is when people pass up on 
asymmetrical bets to the upside, meaning that there is no downside. Like I would be, if there was this blackjack table that existed where you could either push or win and there was no losing, and there were a bunch of people that were like, no, I'm not going to play, that that would be really upsetting to me. Like, what are you doing? You have financial freedom right in front of you. Please do yourself a favor and take this asymmetrical bet to the upside. It is logically a no-brainer. So I do care about that. I don't know why. That part is something that I do care about. When you have the information, when you've taken that step and then you make a decision, I don't care what that decision is. Any decision I'm happy with. If you decide I'm going to keep doing this on my own, if you decide this isn't the right time, if you decide whatever you decide is totally cool with me, just take the step, find out, right? You say you want goals. You say you you have things that you want to achieve. You are tired of being 20, 30 pounds overweight. You're tired of not having energy. You're tired of hiding from pictures. You're tired of the way that your clothes fit. You're tired of having a poor relationship with food. You're tired of the mental stress and frustration, always thinking about food. You're tired of what it looks like when you're at a social event, you don't know what to eat, and then you make bad choices, and then you feel guilty, and then you try to restrict yourself, and then you end up binging. Tired of it. So take the first step that is truly an asymmetrical bet to the upside. Reach out. Let's have a conversation and see if we can help. Anyway, that's not really the direction that I was going today, but that does kind of segue nicely into this whole idea of like, when I know that I want something, when I know that I have a a priority, a value, a goal, why am I not taking the necessary action steps to achieve it? So this comes down to our primitive survival-based brains versus our very evolved future-based brains. And they are often conflicting. So we all share this common DNA that came with the package. We can't return it. We can't do anything about it. It is hardwired into us and it always will be. And that shared commonality, which by the way, that spreads across location, religion, political affiliation, race, gender. It does not freaking matter. Every single human being has this same hardwiring, which is If all of us simultaneously across the world slipped on a patch of ice, we would all put our hand out to try to break the fall. And we wouldn't think about putting our hand out. We would just do it. Every single one of us, if we are in a situation where there's a a car that's about to, you know, come into our lane or something, a horrible situation like that, we would jerk the wheel. We wouldn't even think about it. We would just do it. There is this hard wiring that is survival-based, survival-based hard wiring. And then we evolved and our life expectancy started going up and we started to develop this prefrontal cortex, which allowed us to think into the future, which we never had to before our ancestors and uh, kind of these, our, our primitive ancestors never had to really think about the future. They were just thinking about how do I survive today? And then how do I survive the next day and the next day? But the life expectancy was very short. 
Um, but then we evolved and we had all of these advancements and technology advancements and our brains started to develop more. And we have this prefrontal cortex that allows us to push pause and plan and think about the future. And so we often, the way that many psychologists will describe it is that we have one brain, but two minds and the two minds are competing against each other very frequently. We have this, what I like to call the survival based brain versus the thriving based brain. The thriving based brain thinks about all the things that we can do and achieve and become. And it's aspirational. The survival based brain thinks about how do I keep you exactly as you are in this known, predictable, familiar state. And when you understand that those things are competing against each other and there are all these chemical reactions that occur, sometimes it can feel really frustrating because the prefrontal cortex, which is very logic-based, can think about the future, can think about pausing and planning and looking ahead. You're like, I don't get it. I did all of these things that don't help me to reach this this goal that I aspire to achieve. And, and it scratch your head, but there's these actual chemical reactions in your brain that keep you in survival-based mode. And when I say survival-based mode, I'm not even talking about where you're like, your nervous system is activated and all these things. I'm literally just talking about staying in comfort, staying in predictability, staying in familiarity. And so we've developed all of these habits and rituals and routines. And your brain really enjoys those. For two reasons. Number one, because predictability is more likely to keep you alive from our, from an evolutionary standpoint. Familiarity and predictability is more likely to keep you alive from an evolutionary standpoint. And the second thing is it's a mental shortcut. Your brain expends a lot of energy. So it's often looking for processing shortcuts, which is why we have things like cognitive biases and cognitive distortions. They're basically mental models that that reduce the amount of energy that your brain uses to process information and make decisions because your brain has to make tens of thousands of decisions all the time. And it is very frequently taxed and needs to recover and it needs proper fuel and rest. Uh, and it also wants to look for some shortcuts, which is why it really appreciates familiarity and, and routine and rituals because they're ingrained. You don't have to work very hard uh, to do it. It doesn't take a lot of energy. The first time you do a new skill or a, a new activity or something that you haven't done before, let's say it's the first time that you've ever picked up a guitar, it's going to take a lot of, of mental energy to try and play. But then when you are a guitar wizard, you just play with very little thought. So your brain likes that, which means that when you have developed all of these rituals and habits and behaviors over years, decades, and then you want to change them, it's met with friction. It's met with resistance. And by the way, that goes for any process of change. It's not only related to your health. It's not only related to your body composition, your fitness. It is any process of change will be met with resistance because it is a battle 
of your two minds. It is a battle between your survival-based brain versus your thriving-based brain, or as Dr. Jeff Spencer would call it, the human mindset. And he, he uses that phrase very um, intentionally because mindset is set. It cannot be changed. It's survival-based. It's hardwired. It is the DNA that we were all born with that we cannot get rid of mindset versus what he calls the champion's mind. The champion's mind is fluid, dynamic. It can evolve. It can grow. It can make decisions based off of your aspirations and who you want to become and the things that you believe you can achieve. And it takes you further than you can ever imagine. Now, the the human mindset has first say. It's the first to respond in any situation. It is always the first to respond. So when you want to change and you want to, let's say, I'm going to invest in this coaching program. I'm finally going to solve this problem for good. I'm never going to have to worry about my weight again. I'm never going to have to worry about the way that I look. I'm going to feel my best and perform my best and I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to live a long and fulfilling and vibrant life as my best self. And you make that decision. And then the survival-based brain, the human mindset goes, wait, warning, warning. This is different. We're going to have to change. This is threatening us. Predictability is being shattered. I'm going into this uncertain place of discomfort. So the human mindset has first dibs, always. It always has first say. It always responds first because there is that shake in the predictable familiarity that you've come to know and trust over years of doing it, even if those habits and behaviors are damaging, even if it is slowly killing you, even if it's habits that are making you gain weight and increase stress, and increase inflammation, and even in a a toxic environment or a toxic relationship because they have become so ingrained and so predictable, that human mindset, that survival-based brain still thinks that it's better for you. Our primitive brains, we're not very advanced, but guess what? We still live with them, and they still make a lot of noise, and they still have these chemical reactions that keep us in this known predictable state. So that the first thing that shows up is that, wait a minute, don't do that. That's scary. That's different. That's new. What we have to do is we have to then recognize it, acknowledge it, and then shift to the champion's mind, to the thriving-based brain, the prefrontal cortex that has evolved and allowed us to think into the future and allow us to overcome the discomfort, allow us to step into the next version of ourselves. And we have to listen to that thriving-based brain that wants what's best for the future, for the future version of us. And the nice part about it is that the champion's mind gets the final say. So the survival-based brain, the human mindset gets first dibs. 
the champion's mind, the, the thriving based brain gets the final say. I want to take a brief pause in this conversation to tell you about cured nutrition. Man, cured, they're just absolutely killing it. I am very, very grateful to have been connected with Joe Sheehy from Cured, to have been able to see the, the growth and the evolution. And I actually met Joe when he was first starting Cured, I guess five or six years ago. I tried the CBD for the first time and I remember him explaining it to me. I didn't, I didn't know him. I actually didn't even know he was the owner at the time. Uh, he was at a certification course as a vendor. Uh, I was at a certification course for nutrition coaching and he was one of the vendors. And I was like, you know, what is this going to do to me? <laughs> I was like, I, I had experience with THC <laughs> because uh, that's a whole different story. But um, at that point in my life, I, I didn't know much about, you know, the CBD industry industry. So I remember him telling me like, like it's basically like getting all of the benefits of THC with the, reduction and anxiety, the calmness and, you know, all the things, except you're not going to feel high. And I was like, Oh, amazing. Let me try this stuff. And, um, it worked really well. And, um, you know, as I was, you know, starting my business and definitely experiencing more anxiety, uh, I would take their, their CBD and then they just started to expand and, you know, incorporate things like functional mushrooms and more adaptogens. And then they dropped the serenity gummies product. And then that was like, amazing best product there is and i i really truly like some of my friends have have tried it and have ha even had parents try it and they're like like one of my good friends her mom was somebody who's like total insomniac nothing ever worked for her um tried the serenity gummies has never slept better like the and i've been using them uh, because joe had mentioned that when he got a headache he took one gummy and it cleared it up and I tried that for myself. It worked. And then my friend also confirmed uh, the same thing would get a little bit of a headache, take one gummy, it cleared it right up. Uh, the serenity gummies are incredible. Take them before bed, um, helps you sleep. It does have a micro dose of THC. And if you take a couple, you, you probably will feel it. But if you, if you like that little kind of just, you know, modest kind of high, amazing, if not, then just take one gummy and it will still be just as effective. And by the way, you get 15% off all cured products for being a mind over macros listener you just go to curednutrition.com and use the code popfam at checkout that's p o p f a m uh the website is curednutrition.com try the serenity gummies um try their cbd uh try the rise product if you need a little bit of extra focus if you want to be more productive they have a product called rise which is great um, and just, you know, see what they've got that, that might help. If you need help with anxiety, CBD oil, calm caps, uh, if you need help with sleep, definitely try the serenity gummies. Just go to curednutrition.com. The code is popfam, P-O-P-F-A-M. Get yourself 15% off. And now let's get back to the episode. That's where you have to make the decision and do it, <laughs> like actually do it. But, but here's what's important to understand. Because a lot of these habits and routines and behaviors have been ingrained for so long, they're pretty difficult to change, which is why you sit there and you say, I don't get it. I, I signed up for coaching. I am investing in myself. 
I have a amazing coach who's giving me a nutrition plan, who's giving me a training plan, who's helping me with mindset, who's helping me with habits, who's helping me with my lifestyle. You know, all these things are in place. And yet I'm just not doing it. Right. Because you are defaulting back to the comfort, the comfortable, known, predictable behaviors. You are defaulting back to the survival based brain. You are defaulting back to a lot of the things that got you into the position. This, this is really important to hear. You are defaulting back to the things that put you in a state where you wanted to change, right? So naturally, by the way, if you want a perfect example of how this plays out, I used to work at a local gym, small privately owned gym in Ambler, Pennsylvania called 3D Fitness. And I will always have a place in my heart for that place, um, uh, there, it will always be near and dear to me is what I'm trying to say, um, because that's where it really all began. And that's also where I met Mel. So um, shout out to 3D. And I think there were some amazing, amazing people there. Um, but 3D Fitness, they used to do this six-week challenge. And I started to notice that all the people who were doing the challenge, they would be all in for six weeks. Perfect for six weeks, never missed a workout, followed the meal plan to a T, did all the extra cardio, you know, sessions, all the things, and then took the supplements and would lose, you know, a significant amount of weight. The the challenge was to lose 20 pounds in six weeks. And a lot of people would hit that goal. And then the challenge would end. And then all of those people would gain the weight back. Like, almost instantly. And then the next challenge would start and all of those same people were signing up for the next challenge. So if you want to see a real example of how this all plays out, and by the way, I, I was one of those participants as well. I did challenge. I got very lean. I gained the weight back, you know, and it was same thing, rinse and repeat. Um, the reason is that you, we all, we have all of these behaviors and, and habits that got us to the point where we like, I need a challenge to lose weight. I need to lose this weight right now. So all the things that we did, the behaviors, the habits, the, the rituals, the routines that all led us to a point of being uncomfortable with how we look and how we feel and wanting something different. But then. We started doing these other things and they were not ingrained. They were not ritual. They were not routine. So once the six weeks was over, we defaulted back to those behaviors, those previous behaviors that were the same behaviors that led us to the point of wanting to change. So hopefully that makes sense, which is why when you, when you default back and you're like, I don't get it. Why am I doing these things? When I know that I want this outcome, it's because the survival-based brain is winning and is pulling you back into the familiar. And the familiar is what got you in trouble in the first place. If your known habit, your, your familiar routine and behaviors 
were ones that got you the body of your dreams, then you wouldn't want to change, right? Like it's pretty straightforward. This is why it happens. And then when you're like, I'm not motivated to do this, of course you're not motivated. Your brain wants you to stay the same. So it is actually, there are actual chemical reactions happening to keep you in this predictable, familiar situation. And then you scratch your head and you don't understand. So what amateurs do is they just hope for the best. They just say, I have to do better. I know better. I have to do better. And they just leave it up to chance. And they just say, I'm just going to do it. This time will be different. This time I'm just going to do it. And years go by. And they keep telling themselves the same things over and over again, and they never actually achieve their goals. What professionals do and what really smart people do is they put in stop gaps, bumpers. We talked about this on the last episode. They put things in place from the perspective of, I am aware that I am biased. I am aware that my brain is trying to keep me in this certain misery. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to insert accountability. I am going to start small. I'm going to build new habits one at a time. I'm going to have somebody guide me through this process and hold my hand through this process and make sure that I follow through. And over enough time with the proper accountability in place and the proper process in place, These new habits will become routine. That will be my new default operating system. And that is what really smart people do is they seek help to upgrade their operating system so that their new behaviors, their new habits, their new rituals and routines support the person that they want to become. That's the biggest difference. Now, When you have the accountability in place, of course, you're still going to have this classic human battle, the human battle of my survival-based brain versus the brain that wants me to thrive. And you're going to have moments where you default back to that known familiar thing that got you in trouble in the first place. So there is the part of you that has to come to grips with killing off that old version, meaning you have to be willing to, you have to be willing and you have to have the desire to change certain behaviors, like truly looking at, you know, maybe I'm drinking, you know, 20 drinks per week. Just I'm using this as an example because it's often a difficult one for, for a lot of people to give up. Like I'm drinking like 20 to 30 drinks per week. I have to kill off that version of myself that uses alcohol to cope because the current behavior, alcohol is my coping mechanism. That's the only thing that I know right now when things get stressful. Am I willing to kill off that version of myself that relies solely on alcohol as a coping mechanism? Am I open to inserting a new behavior? And then am I willing to go through the discomfort of solidifying that new behavior. That's the biggest thing. If you're willing and you have the desire, 
then you will do it. You just need time to implement and to execute and to solidify and to make mistakes and to have setbacks and to regress and to continue to communicate with your coach and have that accountability. And you keep going through that process over and over again until the new behavior sticks. And it's like that with anything, anything that you're assessing, you have certain habits and behaviors and default ways of doing things that do not get you to where you want to be. Maybe you use food as a way to deal with stress. Maybe you binge because your default is to, you know, undereat. Maybe you snack all the time because you tell yourself that you can't eat certain foods. That has become your default operating system. In order to change that, you have to have a willingness and a desire to insert new behaviors, which means killing off the old version that has not been serving you. So hopefully that explains like why we struggle with these things. It is the most human thing ever. It is not something to feel bad about. It's something to embrace, to accept. It's like the best thing that you can do for yourself when you hear and you feel the survival-based brain kicking in and trying to keep you stuck is to acknowledge it and then to tell it what you want instead. It's not to ignore it. It's not to suppress it. It's not to be like, screw you. I'm going to do this instead. No, it's, hey, I hear you. Thank you for trying to protect me. But actually, the best thing that we can do for ourselves right now is this other thing. So I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to accept and hear what you're saying. But I'm going to choose to do this other thing. And you have to constantly have that internal dialogue. Again, that doesn't mean you're always going to make the best decision. That doesn't mean that you're always going to make a decision that aligns with what you want. But it is the, it is the only way. If you're struggling with a lack of motivation, if you're struggling because you know that you want something, but your actions are not lined up, that's why. It's because you have this very human experience. It happens to everybody. And so when, when the logic brain kicks in, we're like, I can't make sense of it. But that's because we have this subconscious survival-based brain that can be very loud and very convincing too. It can convince you that it's not the right time, that it's really scary, the, the what if, all the worst case scenarios. That's probably the, the most effective strategy that your brain pulls out to try to keep you stuck. It starts to create all this fear around worst case scenarios. Even, even with when I talked about the, uh, the consultation call for coaching and like consultation call for coaching doesn't cost you a thing, totally free. Uh, there's no downside. It's only upside, but I guarantee you there are people listening that are like, yeah, but, and, and their brains, the survival based brains are kicking in to tell them like, yeah, but what if this, and, and it will go to great lengths to create scenarios that make you afraid, that make you hesitate, that make you indecisive, that make you paralyzed into doing nothing. And then what happens? You have to sit there and you have to watch another opportunity pass you by, another opportunity slip through your fingers. And then you have to sit there and pick up the pieces and try to justify and try to validate and try to point at excuses and, and 
somehow make sense of it in a way that makes you feel better about yourself when in reality, you just sit there like, what the fuck did I just do? And if you're honest with yourself, the answer is, I chose certain misery over the misery of uncertainty. I chose to listen to my survival-based brain instead of the champion's mind, instead of the thriving-based brain that wants me to be more successful, that wants me to be a better version of myself, that has aspirations and goals that I know that I can achieve. But instead, I listened to this survival-based brain that just wants me to stay the same. It just wants me to be stuck. It just wants me to be comfortable in this position that is not serving me. That's the game. That is the game. It's not easy, but that's it. That's all it takes. It's an awareness and then doing something about it. It's an awareness of being able to hear it and understand and recognize it. Like, yeah, I know I, I really want to reach out. I really want to book that call. I really want to find out what I can be doing better. I really want to find out how to reach my body composition goals and never have to worry about gaining the weight back again. I want those things. Okay. So now listen to the, the thriving brain that gets the final say. Acknowledge the survival-based brain that will have first dibs. Hear that, that voice. Acknowledge that voice. And then you get to say what you do from there. If you want to have that chat, if you want a different perspective on what might work for you, just reach out. DM me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And let's see who's going to take this and put it into practice. I am excited to find out and hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, And if not, that's cool too. I will talk to you next time.